Hey, y'all. This is Nicolette. You're listening to Definitely Not For Everyone. Um, so we are going to be talking today about the men's rights movement. What the fuck is that? So the men's rights movement, from what I understand, um, there are a group of activists, activists that view men as an oppressed group and believe that society and men have been feminized by the women's movement. They also believe that feminism has radicalized its objective and that it has harmed men, right? Um, There's many differences in the movement. There's some hostility also within all the subgroups of the men's rights movement. All of this made me think a lot. Um, So from the many topics we will discuss, the few that we will discuss, I think we'll probably go into domestic violence against men. Um, I think we should go into education and perhaps maybe paternity and family law, depending on whether we have the time or not. There's so many other things, though, aside from that, like health, uh, military service and incarceration. But we don't have enough time for that. So I just picked the ones that I thought that we could talk about the most. Um, All right. So my audience knows usually how we like to begin Our episodes is by me introducing our guests today um, and them letting us know maybe three, four, five things, words that define who they are. So I have with me David and Nate. Nate is new. Nate, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming in today. I haven't spoken yet, so don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I still, you showed up. (laughs) <laughs> so thank you no problem um so i give you all the floor three or four things that describes who you are i'm david uh i've been here before i'm nicolette's husband i am a father and that's it that's all i'm feeling today okay that's my husband cool. and father today all right what about you nate so i'm nate um titles I don't like titles a lot, but Mm. um, I'm here and I'm present right now. Um, So, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, For me, y'all know me, I'm Nicolette, and I'm a mama. I am a wife, um, and I'm a daughter. What else am I feeling today? And I'm tired. Mm. Yes, that's what I'm about right now. (laughs) But I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to have this conversation with y'all. So let's get it in. Um, So let's start off with domestic violence, women against men. So what the movement says is that um, this problem goes ignored and underreported. It says that women are just as aggressive as men. And the proof in that, they say, is that the main thing that they feel is that women are thought to be more important than men. And so the proof of that is that there are no domestic violence shelters for men. There's like 2,000 for for women. There's one for men. There's one for men, yes. (laughs) So what do y'all, how do y'all feel about that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're looking at each other like, let's go talk first. (laughs) Well, it's... To me, I like uh, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I feel like I get I, it because I do feel like men are, can, are abused. That there are men yes. that are abused by their counterparts, their yes. women. 
you yes. know? Um, and I feel like when they call the police, right? Police come in, but ultimately because of our society as it is, nothing happens. There's a physical difference between men and women. I think that's where it comes from more so, right? Men are men are physically stronger than women. Men are bigger than women. It's more likely that a man can hurt a woman, right? So Yeah, but if a woman comes at you with a knife and you're trying to protect yourself, right, and then a police officer comes in because you call 911 and the woman is like, oh, but he made me break my nail, Yes. You as the dude is the one that's going to go to jail and not the aggressor who was the female. Sure, it's unfair. But, I mean, um, life's unfair. Yes. Um, I mean, like with the shelter thing, Yeah. I think the 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 side issue, well, not side issue, but the, the underlying issue is most females that go to a shelter have children mm-hmm. in tow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Statistics are really tough because you can play both sides of the fence and you can manipulate statistics depending on what you want to prove, you know. Um, Is there violence towards men? Yes. Um, I have experienced it myself. (laughs) Um, But for me, you know, when I went through that, um, it was something that I I dealt with and moved on. Um, I didn't need anything extra from anyone else mm-hmm. you know i didn't i didn't want to have that person arrested mm-hmm. um but you know it's a, like like he said it's a different scenario i do believe for the most part men are able to cause more issues right more, more damage. damage um but is it fair probably not yeah that's what i feel that basically that's not fair if there's two thousand homes you know and place shelters for women for abuse then there should be just as many at least more than one you know for men you know because in the same scenario like you were saying about like women having children in tow that doesn't mean it's 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 rare that it's the other way around yeah and that's that's well with with men in tow trying to leave the house because they're scared of their wife yeah that's that's rare okay (laughs) (laughs) but i think also there's a there's a stigma um for men, um, not too many men are are okay with publicly proclaiming. Saying, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I get beat by my, my wife. wife beat not, me. Please protect me. <laughs> right. Put me in a shelter. Yeah. Well, that I guess that's what I feel bad about. Is like, yeah. you know, men are not able to do anything about it. You know, they don't have any help from society or otherwise to help them because that's trauma. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you're a man doesn't mean that you don't have the same feelings and emotions that a woman but, does. But you know, when it comes to shelters, it's like you, know, you never heard of a, a woman beating a man to death necessarily, right? Or when you hear things like that, it's usually the man the man beat the woman so bad that he he killed her, or he beat beat the children. It's not physically. If you if you just look at it that way, that's that's why those things are in place that way. Women need to, need somewhere to go, and most of the time, when you, I mean, I don't know, when you hear about stalkers, or what's what's the stereotype of a stalker? Not that it can't be a woman, but women are stalkers. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it's and stereotypes go all the way, you know. Yeah, like stalking, yeah. raping. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, serial killers or whoever it is, it's 
It's usually a man that fits that description. Well, but that's only because from what I understand, too, is like that's what's been reported, you know, and so that's what gets looked at. And also, if you look at stereotypes like you were talking about, media have stereotypes. We're all human beings. We have that. And they continue to perpetrate that stereotype. Right. And so. I feel like there's probably mad number of mass murderers that were women that we just don't <laughs> maybe know about yeah. just because it hasn't been thought about. The police don't think, oh, this could be a woman because whatever, whatever, whatever. They automatically will assume that it's a man anyway. And so that's what they go looking for. I don't know. That's what I think. What do y'all think? I, I kind of faded out. I was sitting there imagining how many movies I've seen where a female slaps a man. And it just you just move on. They continue the conversation like right. nothing happened. Hmm. Yeah, that's not cool. That's abuse. It is abuse, mm-hmm. and there, and there is abuse, right? But, but then I guess the flip side of that is like, why'd you get smacked? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, does anyone deserve <laughs> to be right. smacked? Right. Yeah, Very true. Know. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, on the in the big picture. The, the movement, and again, I, this is brand new to me. I, yeah, I just here. found out about that there was a movement. <laughs> Last week. Uh, I was surprised, right? <laughs> like, men's movement. We're going to talk men's about right. the stopping. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it, it's, um, it's interesting how they portray everything, you know, as, as victims. Yes. And I've never viewed manhood or being a man as a victim, victim. Mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a new perspective for yeah me. interesting yeah and we, and we are the ones that are setting up these you know these shelters who are the men that are providing the you know the the laws and the different things that are providing the money for these shelters or putting these shelters in place the government is run by majority men true so that's that's where that's coming from also at the same time right so they're fighting against <laughs> feminism and women, but it's really, you feel like maybe the government that is the uh, issue. Men are in control. We right. have the control. And yeah, we're, we're the ones making the decisions. And, you know, when a woman needs to go to a shelter, it's usually, and just historically, men have always been providers, right? So a woman does not necessarily have the money to, or the means to go somewhere else or to have a, a home or to go stay in a another place to live. Right. Because the man is the one that's controlling the house majority of times as far as financially. Right. It's harder for a woman to say if you're a stay-at-home mom, financially, how do you move necessarily? Right. right? How do you man, get out of the situation? Husband, in a lot of situations where men are just controlling the money and the woman is just staying at home taking care of the kids. Right. Mm. Mm. Very true. Although I don't think it's uh, us. I think it's a them. Um, in that it's the historically the white male that's a yes. you know that that mm-hmm. creates these laws that you know produces a, a social norm um, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that you chose us to do this because um, the move the documentary you had us watch um, was the red pill very. <laughs> White, white, white. <laughs> very, mm-hmm. um, and so it would be it would be interesting to see what people of color had to say on the subject, but unfortunately we didn't get to see that except right. for a quick blurb from one guy mm-hmm. that you know um, was yeah, <laughs> yes, 
So I, I don't I don't look at it as a we. I look at it as a them. Mm. You know, I think that mm. if there was our voice in there, um, there's more empathy, more understanding toward what oppression and suffering looks like. Yes, um, that's right. And a more holistic view on um, how this balances, mm -hmm. you know, because they do have legitimate issues, issues yes, or, or points. Mm -hmm. But when you take these three points and run all the way down to the end of the table mm -hmm. and say, you Where know, did this originate from? Right. Mm -hmm. um, you, you can't come to that end logically. Yeah. So I wish them luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get into the next topic education. So they say that boys are having reduced educational achievement and motivation. And they believe that education has been feminized. <laughs> um, and what they suggest is that um, it becomes a more traditional structure. And they'd also like gender segregation to happen in the classrooms. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> all right, so I'm speaking yeah. off the fly on this, but all boys schools do well, mm -hmm. um, and they also know how to deal with boys' issues right. better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've been all right, so I was um, semi forced into a private school for a year right after my father was murdered, mm -hmm. um, and it was actually the opposite of what my grandparents had hoped. Um, I ended up because I was um, I was hurting, I was angry, and I was. Uh, uh, outspoken. Um, they 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 put my my desk out in the the hallway for the entire year, and I had to sit by myself. Um, and and it, it was an issue of them not not you know not recognizing that you know hey there's some issues behind all that you know yeah. the, the acting out, but also just with boys in general they don't know how to deal with that energy yeah. in a in a healthy way. You know right. you have to sit at a desk. For eight hours. Mm -hmm. I can't do that now. Yeah. So I don't know what my eight-year-old self would do. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, I, th I don't know. Um, you agree with that part then? Segregation. I just That, that word's got history. Yeah, but, you <laughs> it know, sure I does. Think, I think there, there's great statistics on it, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, but, I agree um, with that. Yeah, but then, you know, you look at the higher education statistics, which, again, I just learned were so... Uh, the, the change has been very drastic. Um, the, the percentage of women in, in university versus yep. men, mm -hmm. um, what what the underlying cause is, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I wanted to maybe try to get into a little bit is like, why? Why, why is that? I mean, they're blaming um, the feminist movement for it. They're, say they're saying that it's more because of um, um, feminist views coming into the school place in terms of like empowering girls and all they're hearing is like let's empower our girls you know girl coding and like that kind of thing where it's more specialized towards um the female counterparts mm. and um they're feeling that met the boys aren't getting that kind of or that level of attention that the girls are. Isn't that some shit? It's anyway what <laughs> I mean, it's like all these years and all this time at a macro level exactly. yeah at a macro level, um, it, it honestly, it, it's white males having a, a broader field to compete with. Right. That's what it is. It's competition. Mm -hmm. You have women that are actually now allowed to go to school, you know, and I mean, it's been a while, but, you know, uh, and you have uh, people of color that are allowed to go to school mm -hmm. with you. And so you got more competition. So, yeah. 
I'd be it's harder for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it's harder for them. And that's and it's it's just a matter of them it's more competition, but the school schooling in general is changing also just the way they need to educate, just like we were t- you were just talking about, they need to you know, boys' schools do different do well. Mm-hmm. Um it's about the way the schools are also structured, right? Mm-hmm. So we're competing Besides just competing against women minority, women and minorities in our country here, you're competing against the world nowadays, too. And it's like, how, how, do, how do we structure our schools better, just in general? Because not, it's not just the, the men that are struggling in school. It's also women in, in general, everybody in this country, we need to look at the way that we're doing our schooling. Right. But, yeah, uh. I completely agree with you on that one. All right, so let's get into our next topic. I think we might get it all in today. Um, Or maybe I should, like, kind of condense this one. I don't know. What do y'all think? So family law, right, is the next topic. Um, And what the men's movement says is that it it discriminates against men, especially in child custody. Um, And what they want is for joint custody to be a default, I mean, of course, in cases where the parent is unfit or unwilling to take care of the child. What do y'all think about that? I I personally think that there needs to be a whole lot more investigating into the family dynamic itself, as well as like psychological assessment and stuff like that. But That's I think a ultimately big burden on the court. I know, but how do you how do you make sure that these parents are competent enough to take care because it's about for me it's about the child but okay so what do you do if you find you you do this you have psychological tests and neither parent are quote unquote fit Mm. and they're the biological parents you know i mean i think that's a human right to be able to parent right um but then when you get into custody issues i kind of agree with the joint custody Custody. thing i think that uh, you know that should how it's it should at least start mm-hmm. ideally, right, and then move from there, depending on what's going on in, in the situation, right. I don't have a problem with that. I think yeah. that's, I think it's that healthy. Makes more of them, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. I just feel like there should be more, more behind it in terms of like figuring out what the situation is in the household. But I also think, based off of what we were watching, like in the video, also, um, and just why probably there isn't joint custody. It's like. One person is providing. It goes goes back to the the family dynamic as far as like a man is the main provider of the finances in the home. So the woman is the one that's usually at home taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why courts and the way the system is set up now is that that's why the woman is getting the custody of the children. Right. The woman is mainly the main provider, the ter- caretaker of the children at the time. That's why they leave it that way in that in that system. Right. But from what I under it's it's really watching the show, watching the documentary, it made me so sad because it's like all these dads that want to be involved and can't be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, like the courts don't allow them to be involved. It's um it kind of hurts my heart a little bit. You know, what I, mean? I mean a lot actually. You know what I mean because it's not it ends up being about the relationship of the man and the woman rather than what's best for the child yeah yes. you know yeah. and it's it's fucked up yeah and and the child's the one that suffers yeah you know? a lot and i mean right now that's what a lot of people are talking about is like you know aside from color there's a lot of families that are fatherless mm-hmm. right and how important that really is in anyone's life to be able to have 
not both parents, whether they're together mm. or not, in the child's life to help develop the psychology of the child and, you know, like all of that. No, definitely. But I, I also feel like, I mean, I don't, not that I know, like I haven't been through this or anything like that, but it's always when you see those extreme cases, like most of the time, like the the guy, there was one guy in the video, he said, he's like, you know, these guys that are fighting for custody is like, you know, when they were, when they were married together, the, the man wasn't taking care of the kids at the time, right? He was out working, whatever it was, it wasn't a joint, it wasn't equal, equal, um, you know, rearing of the children at the mm -hmm. time. So why are you, why are you getting upset about it now? Right. Right. I mean, you know, like my personally, right. Like how I grew up, my dad. So my parents are divorced. They've been divorced since I was seven ish. Right. Um, and when they had to do the whole court proceedings about custody of me, um, I spoke to my dad as I, when I got older and he basically straight up, he was like, so if <clears throat> I saw you more, I would have to pay less to your mother. And so I made sure that I saw you as much as possible so that I wouldn't have to pay your mother as much to take care of you. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> And there's a lot of guys that think that way also. And, and also there's a lot of situations yeah. that are like that. Right. And he wasn't even and I can't even say like I'm gonna see you more so that I don't have to pay your mother. It was more like I'm gonna let your grandmother watch you mm. while I'm out so that I don't have to pay you more. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, yes. so like there's that aspect of it, too. So as bad as I feel for these dads who want to be involved, it's like, where are they really coming from with that involvement? Well, I mean, you, and this case you is can't on lump, sides, yeah. you can't lump even your own experience into a broad category like mm -hmm. men. Um, I grew up without a father and my mother was absent in spirit. Um but I was able to raise three children um, and be present. Um, when, when stories, you know, when they're used to manipulate feelings, tend to make people again go all the way to the end of that table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can't take one story. It's just like trying to get legislation passed. As soon as this one video of this terrible incident happens, oh, we need to make the changes right, in the law. Right, right. And it, it, we have to look at the, the broad view. I, I think um, most men want to be a, a part of raising their children. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very valid issue that they bring up, you know. Um, and I think that the, the, the system needs an overhaul with that. I think that's one of the um, things that I, um, is like the overall thought for some people, especially women, is what you just said about like men actually really do want to be part of their children's lives. I feel mm -hmm. like the going statement is that men don't want to be a part of their children's lives, you know, like in the media and stories that are. Um, heard mm -hmm. whether it's social media or otherwise is that that is not the truth of the situation and that men are always trying to like skirt 
<laughs> you know, like either whether spending time with them or giving money or, you know, whatever the case is. So I feel like that should be where we begin or people begin if they change that thought process. Maybe other things could also well, start. Also, I think it's also just too. like an economic thing, also, that people. I feel like if you have the money and the means, you can get the custody of your children, or you can you mm. can you can have that access to your children. But it, when it comes down to it, it's the people that are struggling, the day to day person, which is mostly the people of color, people of color, right. just poor people in general, right? True. That are going through these situations, mm-hmm. they're going to put the, the the child with one person, and it's it's and the other person has to work. Someone has to work and and, and pay for these these kids and and help raise them. And the um, default goes to the mom. And the default's going to go to the mother. Right. All right. So let's get to the last topic. There's more? Unless yes. y'all had anything. No, go ahead. Keep going. No, just one more. <laughs> I think we have time. Um, so the last one is along the same lines, I feel like. It's paternity fraud. Have y'all heard of paternity fraud? So they're saying that men are parenting or financially supporting children who are not biologically their own. Um, and they feel that men should not be supporting forced to support children that's fathered by another man. Yes. <laughs> so like when I was watching the documentary, right? Um the red pill. Um they were talking about the, the, the one black guy on the video. Yes, the him. the only colored person on the bill, on you know, the brown person on the video was talking about how he was put on the document of the child's birth, not because he was actually the biological father, but because this woman needed a, needed a, a person's, a man's name to get her Medicaid. Yes. Right? Um, that's fucked up too. It is. And so up. now he owes like $30,000. But again, it's like what you said. It's like that one story. Well, I mean, is that a, was that a state thing? I've never heard of that being right? legal. Like a woman can just say, Joe Johnson is the father of this child. Write the name on the birth certificate right. and now you owe me money. And right. Joe's like, what? Yes. Yeah. Did What's the paternity test and it, everything. It, I feel like it is a state thing or whatever state it is. Okay. They have this law where he can't get his name off of it. That's bananas. Yeah, he owes $30,000. So I feel like you've had it. But in the other thing, he's a poor black dude. Like if he had a good lawyer... <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, money, money, can, is money, justice money, money is justice. Justice is not right? justice; it's money. Right. If he had a good lawyer, he could get his name removed from there, right. and he'd be fine. But it's <laughs> isn't that crazy? I felt so bad for the man. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, that's that's really fucked up. Um. Oh, and they also feel like I forgot about this part. They also feel like compulsory paternity testing of all children should be like mandatory yeah mandatory so like every time a child comes into the world there needs to be a paternity test that takes place okay so what's the worst that could happen (laughs) it's not your child (laughs) and it's like so who was you fucking aside from me okay so there's drama there's drama yes so so, they're just like then i ain't gotta pay for this kid so when you you do the paternity test you also sign a waiver saying that you you will be responsible to go on Jerry Springer if. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I do too. Yeah, yeah I don't see I don't anything wrong I, I with that, right? Now, that would be a place where you need to bring a psychologist in just in at case. That, at mm. that time. Because, I mean, you know, that's a that's a bomb. Yeah, that is a bomb. You are it? not the father. Yes. Woo-hoo. 
as you watching that baby come out. Maybe it keep people from having babies. <laughs> be 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 a lot safer out there. That's I mean, but that that just wipes decisions. the slate, though. Like, yeah. okay, now everybody knows exactly mm-hmm. what the truth mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid doesn't mm-hmm. find kid out doesn't when he's eighteen. 18. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the, the you know the and just for medical purposes, even think about that. If there's something wrong, say the kid gets sick right after birth or something like or that, or has a disease, or yeah. has a disease or something like that, you can answer those questions mm-hmm. right away. True. Very true. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I totally agree. That's with just you science. That That's just. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what were you gonna say? Um, hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how. I guess by the name of your podcast, I can say whatever I want. But, yes, you, know, you sure can. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of stuff. Um, I've I've thought a lot about it, um, just, um, in general terms, Mm -hmm. um, because there's a, there's a pervasive issue of a definition of what manhood is. Yes. Um, there hasn't been a strong definition laid out. There hasn't been, um, enough voices on what that looks like. And I don't think there is one definition, mm-hmm. but at least some guidelines, you know. Um, there's a poem by Rudyard Kipling. It's If, and it's my, my favorite poem. And I, I memorized it, you know, I've quoted it over and over and over. But I look back on it and I think, you know, all those things that he defined as manhood yes, are just I know that human yes. virtues. Mm-hmm doesn't define man as a man Mm -hmm. you know um and so i i've heard out of your mouth that you're a feminist i don't know what you mean by that Mm -hmm. i don't know what your definition is um my my girlfriend calls me a feminist all the time and i said i'm you know i'm not going to take a title i don't like titles but um i think that we we do need to at least dialogue about what that looks like and what it doesn't look like, you know, I really believe that I am built to protect the woman I love mm-hmm. and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that um, I have to provide, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, whether the other person makes more money than me or we both work or whatever, my obligation is that I have to I have to work mm-hmm. um, because I have a responsibility. And I think in my definition, that's part of manhood. You know, but I think that we're, you know, these <laughs> these butthurt white white folk are out here <laughs> trying to, you know, point their 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 confusion and the the removal of their power at something. And it's you know, feminism is an easy thing to attack mm-hmm. um, rather than having a an open dialogue about it. So, so, but what do you feel as, like like nowadays? There's a lot of like stay at home dads now. Is, I, that, is that is that providing? Oh, I, I I believe it's providing as long as the children are provided for. You know, if uh-huh. if he's a terrible person in the house, like he doesn't do doesn't <laughs> like laundry, don't right. cook, uh-huh. 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 doesn't know how to do it, doesn't know how or, or want to do with a deal with a diaper. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah, that's not to do. But yes, yeah, of course it will work. Um, I was reading something, um, and I don't even remember what website, but it talked about how a lady was looking for a babysitter and she interviewed this guy and um, he had all the qualifications. She loved his personality. He was great. 
And then she goes, but I can't hire you because I can't risk having a male alone with my daughter. Now, you, I mean, you make face, but I mean, for me, that's that would be my gut reaction. You know, my first reaction. Like, why are you hiring a male babysitter for my, my daughter? But, you know, that's a stigma, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I feel like there should just be equal rights, period. Okay, so how do we get there? Why are you asking the questions, though? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's true, but it, it begins with how we raise our kids. Like, it's not something that I feel like can be changed right now with the people that we already have in power. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that we have to cultivate in our children, that everyone is equal and, you know, like all all that good stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and my personal opinion is that none, none of these things are going to change for four or five generations. That's like my personal yeah. assessment <laughs> with no, like, you know, history of, like, knowledge about this, you know, percentage and stuff like that. But I feel like... Um, that's the only way, that's the most realistic way I feel like that it would change. Yeah, change what do y'all think? Change is, change is slow. And things are changing, just like we were, I was just saying, like there's stay-at-home dads now and, mm-hmm. and women are the, the breadwinners in the house. And I like, think right now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, no, David, I feel like right now things are going to start changing. Because the more conversation that we have about all of these things, like gender fluidity is, you know, a big thing right now, too. Um there's so many there's so many different aspects of life and people that are coming up in the world right now in terms of conversation that I feel like the more that we have those, the more people's perceptions and thoughts not change but will open. You know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna agree and disagree. Tell me. Um I think that um for instance, um Cops killing people of color. Yeah. Um, us seeing these videos for years has not changed anything. Mm. It, the, the, and even dialoguing about it hasn't changed anything. Mm. Um, and so you have to have two wings to that ship. You have to have the conversation and the action. Right. So I, I when. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I, yeah, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I'll remember what I said. I was thinking. Um, I, I was the first person in my immediate family to go to, to college. Um, and something that really started bothering me um, before I even graduated was that educated people of color feel validated by talking about the issues and being able to communicate their issues. Mm-hmm. As, a, as if that is the end of them doing their part. Mm-hmm. And that's not the end mm-hmm. of doing your part on anything mm-hmm. that you see as an injustice. You mm-hmm. know, there has to be, Action. okay, now what? Right. And that's my only question in, in bringing up something. Okay, so what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What is What are your thoughts on what we should do? I think that um, we have to stop pointing it, pointing out, labeling things. It's not necessarily a, a man issue with the custody thing. It's just a custody issue, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. address the custody issue. You can't, you can't, you know, 
blanket blame you know a, a whole sect of people for something right. um, that's a prejudice you know re- regardless of who's doing it mm-hmm. address the issue, issue fight against the issue mm-hmm. and then you can you can actually figure out what you're going to do but if you're going to fight against men or women you know good luck yeah it's going to happen right what about you david what do you think how do oh, we change uh, things the same as just look, looking at things for what they really are and and like you said, just not blaming everybody, looking at the issue, educating people on the issue. And like just I, I believe in facts and like looking at numbers and really looking at statistics and trying to dial down what is what is the real issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the only way things will change. And just educating people on all those things also. Right. Whether it's, you know, people getting shot and like what what is the step? Why why are why why are these things happening? How do we address these issues? I feel like we talk, but we don't. That's like you said. There's no, there are no actions and no steps taken to really to change to change those things. And nothing's right. even tried, right? Right. Even if we try something, it doesn't work. You, know, you keep trying things to figure out what what is the root cause or how to go about it. That's the only way you can make a difference or make things change. Right. And I mean, ultimately, it's about changing laws. Yeah. Right. That's what it yeah. comes down to. That yeah. dialogue is not not discussed often enough right you know how do you get involved in politics and understand legislature understand how important it is to vote locally mm-hmm. um how to um change the minds of people for something that they didn't even understand or just right. just educate, educate you know people. yeah yeah that's, that's not a conversation right very that's often anyway that's your biggest thing right david education. yeah i feel like everything comes down to just like just schooling at the end of the day mm-hmm. like like real schooling, schooling not the like schooling that really, we're getting in really schools right now teaching people history right understanding how we got from one point to, the, to from here to there um understanding our systems like you know just how does how does government work why is government set up the way it is set up and how how do you go about changing those laws and and if you see something why i mean I mean, I remember going through these things in school. I don't, not that I remember how, you know, a bill is, how you get a bill and all that stuff. But how, how do we need, I feel like we need to do more of that right. and, and teach people and just educate them on the history. As much as like when I was in school, like I was like, I didn't, not that I didn't care about history I was interested in, but I really feel it like. It was white history. It, right. Yes. It was all and just teaching everybody's history. Everybody's like, history. You know, how did the yes. Bosnians get over here? How did, yes. how did and then how, also not the why? lies, yes. not the lies, mm-hmm. you know, not part yeah. partial partial facts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, teaching yeah, people about a, war. There's a big difference. Th- yeah. Things things are ugly. Life is ugly. And like yes. teaching those things. Right. I feel like that would help all of us have a better understanding, more empathy towards each other. Um it's just about educating people. Right. And all of us are, you know, we're, we all lack the knowledge of, of the other person. Um, and our, so the our more we understanding, have that, yeah. of understanding, our understanding the history of other people. And it's, that, that would help us. Yeah. Right. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you both so much for coming in today. I so appreciate you. I really enjoyed the conversation. I feel like we covered a whole lot. And was everybody able to kind of say what they wanted to say and what their thoughts are? Have I forgotten anything? Should I have asked something that you feel like I might have missed? No. And and <laughs> want to maybe discuss just a little bit more? Well, I mean, I think just following up on that, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, you know, I guess... David and I are challenged to 
um, become voices in um, the issues that are real with what the the men's right movement brought up, you know, um, because they, they are real. Um, so, yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Yeah. Take, All right. take the motion out of things, too. Ah, oh, that's I good advice. Like, take good the emotion. I, I know that's a hard thing, but I feel like if we, people take the emotion sometimes and really just look at the facts mm-hmm. and look at things as they are and try to be as black and white as possible, mm-hmm. um, things would be easier. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to the listeners. I appreciate y'all so much. Um, what does my producer tell me to say? Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> <Yes>. Please. <laughs> um, all right. Peace. We out. <laughs>